Welcome to the Story Forest, a podcast of original tales for curious and adventurous children. Princess Isabel isn't sure if she's dreaming or if her bed really has started walking out the window. Join her for an adventure of teamwork and trickery. Written by Anna Roberts and read by her favourite storyteller in the world, her mother, Pam McNaughton. Princess Isabel and the Walking Bed Princess Isabel felt something sway and move, and she stirred, and her dreams turned to the sea, and there were waves and seals, and far off, a mermaid. And then she tipped onto her side, and couldn't help opening her eyes, and she wasn't at sea at all. She was still in her bed, but her bed was moving. Princess Isabel looked up, blinking to try to make her eyes work out what was happening. It was still dark and the moon shone in the high, clear sky. And her bed was trying to climb out of the window. And almost unbelievably, before Princess Isabel had time to do anything at all, like shout out or grab the curtain or jump out onto the floor, the bed managed it, folding itself as though it wasn't made of solid wood, squeezing through and then proceeding to walk down the vertical side of the tower. Princess Isabel was completely fine throughout the whole process. In fact, other than the slight swaying and the cool breeze sweeping across her face, it felt remarkably like just being in bed as usual. As the bed neared the bottom of the castle wall, Princess Isabel decided that it must all be a dream after all. So she snuggled down into her duvet and watched bats and owls swoop across the night sky. The bed continued its walk across the castle lawn, around the lake and then into the trees. Princess Isabel dozed, being in and out of sleep until they finally came out of the forest and started along some rocky ground that she did not recognise. She frowned. Her dreams weren't usually this long or this realistic and they usually jumped around a bit more. She experimented with sitting up in bed. That worked fine, but when she tried to move and get off, she found that she couldn't at all. If she rolled, she found that she was somehow rolling right into the centre again. If she tried to take her foot out of the duvet, the duvet would smooth it right back into the bed. If she tried to stand on the bed, the duvet would squash her down gently but firmly and the bed kept on walking. Princess Isabel frowned. She still wasn't frightened. For one thing, she was still partially asleep. And for another, though this seemed to be magic, it didn't seem to be bad magic. And that made an awful lot of difference. And so, concluding that she may well need her energy for whatever came next, Princess Isabel settled herself down again, allowing herself to drift again between waking and sleep. She was fast asleep 
when a large snowy owl landed softly next to her pillow and stared at her with its big round eyes. And when it took off again with a rush of feathers and air, she simply turned over. But she was awake when the bed suddenly changed axis once more. They had been moving swiftly over rocky, then boggy, then wild grassy land, when suddenly the bed tipped up as it had when they had climbed out of the window. Princess Isabel was kept safe still, but she noticed and she looked up. Stretching high into the darkness of the night was an extremely tall black tower made of huge rocks that it seemed impossible that anyone had ever built with. And the bed was climbing up, up, up. Far away, an owl swooped down over the grey sky of the castle, swerved around the turrets, then glided towards the stable. There, it landed and perched on a post, then started to hoot. It didn't take long for the tip of a horn gleaming in the moonlight to appear out of the door. Then more of a horn and then the magnificent head of Ulred the Unicorn. He had been asleep and now he was not and he was not happy. Stop, he said to the owl, but the owl would not. Finally, grumbling in a mixture of unicorn language and English, Ulred the unicorn pushed his way out of the stable door. If the owl wouldn't stop hooting, he would have to find someone who might be able to work out why. Happily, he knew the very creature. He trod through the grass where the night creatures ran and scurried away from his hooves, and a few who had never seen a unicorn stopped in their tracks. He went all the way until he found a certain hollow in the ground and the grass. Then he stopped and lowered his head and started to speak loudly in his own language. It didn't take long for the sleepy, ruffled head of a hare to appear from among the grass. It stared and then the unicorn said something else, and then the hare hooted in a way that was not like a hare at all. And then the owl hooted for a while, and there was more general conversation among the creatures, until the unicorn bent down in the grass, and the hare jumped on his back. The owl swooped ahead, and the unicorn stood up and started to follow. Ulred the unicorn and Harriet the hare were on the case. Back at the tower, as they reached the top, Princess Isabel wondered briefly whether the bed would keep climbing up and up into the sky, into the clouds and to the moon itself. But just before they reached the top, she spied a window, almost invisible in the night and against the dark side of the tower. The bed, once more, folded itself together, fitting impossibly in through the window and into the tower. It was dark. Princess Isabel blinked and blinked again a few more times as her eyes adjusted. Thank goodness you're here, a strained but familiar voice said. Princess Isabel looked in the direction it had come from, 
Wizardy Bizardy was standing there, looking frightened. He gave her a weak smile. I, 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 I didn't know what to do, but you always have good, good ideas. So I used the last of my magic to bring you here. Princess Isabel cautiously got to the end of her bed, then stepped out onto the cold floor. She looked back at her bed and then at Wizardy Bizardy. You mean you used the last of your magic to enchant my bed, to bring me here, when you could have sent a message with any animal at all, or enchanted the curtain to become a flying carpet, or called a hot air balloon? She turned to look at the window. I see. No curtain. Fair enough. But there would have been a million better things to do. Wizardy Bizardy looked shamefaced. I, I, I told you I'm not very good at ideas, especially when I'm chained in the tallest tower of the castle of the King of the Trolls. Trolls, Princess Isabel said, stunned. She hadn't met a troll before, but she knew they were big, dangerous, grumpy and not very clever. She also knew it wasn't a very good idea at all to be stuck in their tower. Her mind began to buzz with ideas and plans, but as they appeared, she had to dismiss almost everyone for being impossible. They needed magic, or Harriet the Hare, or Ulred the Unicorn, or a spatula. She sighed and suddenly missed her friends very much. Princess Isabel went and looked out the window. The tower was so very high that looking down at the ground made her head feel funny. Even she shouldn't try to climb down that. And even if she did, where would that leave Wizardy Bizardy? Next, she looked around the room. Apart from her bed, all there was were a couple of rusty chains attached to the wall. So, to the bed. It had three pillows, a duvet, a blanket crumpled at the bottom of the bed and a couple of sheets. An idea began to form in Princess Isabel's mind. It wasn't a very good idea exactly, but maybe, just maybe, trolls were stupid enough to fall for it. Why did the king of the trolls lock you up, wizardy Bizardy? The wizard looked shamefaced again and he told the Princess Isabel. The wizard looked shamefaced again and he told Princess Isabel what he had done. The sky was beginning gradually to lighten in an almost imperceptible way and Ulred the unicorn found that he could see better the ground he put his feet on. They were approaching an extremely tall tower and the extremely large building it belonged to. The owl had seen Princess Isabel's bed climb up the side so they knew where they were going. Harriet the Hare considered what words she would use for the building. It was too bleak, too dramatic for a palace, even for a castle. The perfect word came. It was a fortress. Trolls, Alred the Unicorn said, 
and Harriet the Hare shivered. She had never met a troll, but they both knew their reputation. Ulred the unicorn went faster, and soon they stood below the giant doors that opened into the forest. Ulred the unicorn rarely looked small, for he was taller than most stallions and had his long unicorn horn sticking up into the sky as well. But next to these doors, he could have been a puppy. He knocked with his horn, and moments later the doors swung open. There was no one behind them, but a long hall, hewn of stone, blank and bare, lay before them. Ulred the unicorn walked in without hesitation. At the end of the hall were steps which he walked up, and then they were at the end of an even larger hall. But this wasn't empty. Along the sides were completely enormous beings. Trolls. They looked like piles of boulders until they moved. They did this clumsily, slowly, turning to look at the comparatively tiny unicorn and hare walking through the hall. But Ulred the unicorn held his head high, as he should, as a prince of the unicorns, and Harriet the hare copied him. At the very top of the hall was the most enormous throne they had ever seen, and on it sat a truly colossal troll. He wore a large crown that slumped down over his face. Ulred stopped in front of the throne and did a magnificent bow that almost sent Harriet the Hare flying. Who are you? Why have you come? The troll king intoned, slowly looking them up and down. His voice rumbled through the whole hall. Ah, uh, Harriet the Hare said, wishing she'd thought through a speech first. Well, we think one of our friends might be here. That dastardly wizard, the Troll King said, getting to his feet with a jump that shook the floor. A terrible, terrible wizard. I've got him in prison and he'll never escape. Harriet the Hare's brain moved fast. It would be just like Wizardy Bizardy to offend a troll and then send for Princess Isabel to help. Um, what did the wizard do exactly? The King of the Trolls sat down with a mighty thud, then dropped his head into his hand, which rested on his knee. He said, my rose garden smelled like chocolate cake. Harriet the Hare snuffled her nose in a way that Princess Isabel, were she there, would have recognised. It meant she was trying not to laugh. Oh, great majesty, she managed to recover herself. Oh, great majesty, that is a high compliment indeed. The Troll King stared at her. Roses are not cake.
he said. Perhaps, no, but the chocolate cake that the wizard refers to is one of the world's wonders. It is made by, by a cook we know, and it is famed throughout the land. The wizard was no no doubt trying to compliment your rose garden. Harriet the Hare had been going to say Princess Isabel's cook, but then decided it might be safer not to mention her friend if the Troll King didn't actually know that she was here yet. The King of the Trolls narrowed his eyes, but seemed a bit more cheerful. He considered a long while, then spoke two words. Prove it. And so, moments later, Ulred the Unicorn and Harriet the Hare found themselves cantering out of the huge hall, out of the enormous fortress, and as fast as ever they could, back towards Princess Isabel's castle. Meanwhile, far, far up in the tower, Princess Isabel was rolling up her bedsheet into something that looked like a rope, and instructing Wizardy Bizardy to do the same to the other one. He was a bit hopeless at this and managed to wrap his entire self inside before Princess Isabel got him free and then started again. Princess Isabel then climbed to the top of her four-poster bed and tied one end of a sheet to a corner. She then took the other sheet and tied it between the bottom of a different post and the other end to one of the rusty chains. Oh, they were chains. We'll repeat that bit at the end. Now it was time for part two of the plan. She looked over to Wizardy Bizardy, who was sitting nervously on the edge of the bed. I, I, I don't know if I can do it, he said. His face was looking rather white in the light of day. Well, it can't really get much worse, Princess Isabel said firmly, and you can do it, definitely. Come on now, let's go. She went over, grabbed his arm and then led him to the window. Wizardy Bizardy gave her one last desperate look, then began to shout as loud as he could out of the window. The, 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 the rose garden smells like chocolate cake. It's just as good. Mmm, chocolate cake. The king of the trolls rose garden smells of chocolate cake. As he continued to shout out into the morning air, Princess Isabel got into position behind the door. Her heart began to race faster. She was going to have to do her bit exactly right and exactly at the right time too. At least she was going to have plenty of warning. It wasn't long before she could hear the huge and heavy tread of a troll starting to walk up the stairs to the tower. She had counted on them sending someone to shut Wizardy Bizardy up and it had worked. It took a long, long time for the troll to reach the top and Princess Isabel realised that every step the troll stepped up, they were going to have to go down to escape. Eventually the troll was right outside the door and Princess Isabel heard a key turning in the lock. The door opened 
and a troll stepped inside. He lurched towards Wizardy Bizardy, but he had only got as far as saying, Oi! When Princess Isabel pulled the sheet she was holding tight, high up in the air, it covered the troll's eyes and he flailed his hands up to grab at it. But before he could, his feet tripped over the other sheet, which was suspended just above the floor, and he fell down flat on the ground with a giant thud. He wasn't moving. Quick! Princess Isabel shouted to Wizardy Bizardy, who was frozen on the spot at the window. He ran towards her and they went out of the room, slamming the door behind them. Princess Isabel turned the giant key in the lock and then they started down the stairs. The stairs were clearly built for trolls. This meant they were much higher than a human stair and instead of stepping down, they had to jump every single time. Whew, it was louder and slower than Princess Isabel would have liked, but it was the only way. The stairs wound round and round inside the tower and there was no way to tell when they would finally get to the bottom. But at last, the echoes of the sounds changed and Princess Isabel realised they were finally there. But when they turned the corner... There was a troll waiting for them. Princess Isabel turned back, but there was no way she could climb back up in time. The troll reached forward and took Princess Isabel and Wizardy Bizardy by the shoulders and began to march them forward. They were too tired even to struggle. Princess Isabel felt dejected. All that effort, all their brilliant plan, just to be caught again. What on earth were they going to do now? They passed through huge halls and then through a door into an even bigger one where trolls sat all the way down the sides. I've got him, your ugliness, and another one. Princess Isabel was about to look and see who the troll was talking to when she heard a very familiar sound. It was a little snuffle and no one she had ever met made that snuffle apart from... Harriet! Princess Isabel burst out, overwhelmed to see her friends, Ulrich the Unicorn and Harriet the Hare standing there in the hall, looking very, very pleased with themselves. Princess Isabel finally turned her head to look at the king of the trolls. He was huge, he was ugly, he was magnificent, and he was stuffing his face with chocolate cake. Beautiful, he said then seemed to consider saying something else, then instead put another slice of cake in his mouth and ate it slowly, savouring every moment. He swallowed. Wizard was right. Chocolate cake, almost as good as Rose Garden. Send another.
one. He looked at Princess Isabel fiercely, but she didn't quake now. Her friends were here, they were going to be free, and everything was all right. I will, she said in her most princessy voice, if you could arrange for a troll to deliver my bed back to me, please. It's at the top of the tower. The cake will be ready this afternoon. Good day. She took Wizardy Bizardy's hand and led him over to Ulred the Unicorn. They both got on Ulred's back with Harriet the Hare nestled on Prince Isabel's lap and then Ulred began to run. Soon they were out in the countryside with the scenery whizzing past their faces as they went back to the castle. King Daddy and Queen Mummy were very pleased to see them and put on a lovely picnic lunch as Princess Isabel told them everything that had happened. Wizardy Bizardy was very grateful but very tired, so he kept trying to make grand speeches of thanks, but falling asleep part way through. After lunch, a huge troll appeared, carrying Princess Isabel's bed as though it were no heavier than a balloon. They gave him a truly enormous chocolate cake that Cook had made as soon as he had put the bed back into Princess Isabel's bedroom. Princess Isabel went to bed early that night after all of the commotion. As she settled down to sleep, she was very, very glad that her bed was back exactly where it should be. The end. If your bed was going to walk somewhere while you were asleep, where would you like it to go? What would you want to take with you? And if you like adventures, why not listen to Theo the Monster Hunter, a boy with a big challenge to look after all the monsters in one wood? All stories and more available here on The Story Forest. (laughs) 